Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm glad you stopped by. Uh, after this episode, please check out the first and second episodes to find out what this cast is all about and how you can learn more about those of us that are left of normal and what can be done so we all live happily together. Last week, we talked about work woes and how many businesses aren't very accommodating to the left of normal person. And because of the struggles that go into those situations, that's one of the reasons I ended up creating my own business. And another big reason was so I didn't have to worry about dealing with coworkers. So today, today, we have a special guest on our cast. Guests come on about every fourth week, so if you have a great story or a brilliant insight, I would love to have you on the show. Send me a message, leave a comment, or maybe send a singing telegram to my front door. I've known today's guest for about six or seven years. We met through biz to biz networking. Uh, he was also one of my earlier clients when I made the switch from freelancing to running my business full-time. Welcome to the show, Kyle Strickland. Ooh, crowd applause, noise. Hello. We'll fill in some sound effects later. Yes. <laughs> All right. I like to start things off with a handful of questions about mm. our interactions, uh, even if they're very limited, and then we'll get into some more about you and what you do and why you do it. So tell us, Kyle, do you remember the first time we met or one of the earlier times, earlier interactions? Uh, what did you think about me and the way I acted or interacted with you and the rest of the biz to biz group? Uh, just a reminder, folks, I have encouraged my guests to be open and not worry about hurting my feelings because I don't actually have any. Those sorts of comments are the things I remember from a very early time. That's the wry sense of humor we all know and love. Um, I remember early in biz to biz. I don't remember specifically the first time we met, but jogging my memory from seven years ago, you said, quiet. But the one thing that stands out, like I remember being able to identify that you were very lifestyle by design, and I've always... Um, Believed in that a lot, and uh, yeah, you're very intentional about the way in which you go about doing things. So that was pretty cool, out of the gates. Um, master of your own time. <laughs> Plus, you uh, filled a hole that I needed um, to have filled in with your content creation, and and then we ruled the internet until Google changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that lifestyle by design is, uh, I'm a big believer that a 40 hour work week is way too much. I don't think, I think we're too focused on just working and designing our life around our job. No, it was the other way around. Life comes first, job comes second. So design <laughs> the job around your life rather than design your life around your job. Right. I'm even feeling that now with choosing what to pursue next it's not uh, it has to be a passion project but it also has to make financial sense but more so about fun you can find like that sweet spot fun houses. and financial yes, yes. <laughs> bouncy house company uh how aware or how much experience do you have with people on the spectrum 
And what are the biggest things that you've learned that made you think, oh, now that makes sense? Since, uh, you know, about a year, year and a half ago when I started the podcast until now, and then we're always learning more about each other. So mm-hmm. What kind of clicked after the fact? Mm-hmm. Well, I have tuned into a couple of your shows. They have helped me learn about left of normal or on the spectrum. Even Marilyn and I were discussing it last night because I feel a little illiterate on it. But I do have some experience working with, I guess, people on the spectrum being at the cell phone repair. Um, Oftentimes technicians are very introverted and have a natural inclination to know how to figure out and solve technological problems. And I kind of am too. My mind just works naturally like that. And I actually enjoy it where most people just want to bang their head against the wall. But tactical things of how to work better with maybe people on the spectrum is, um, you know, separation of a technician can stay on the bench versus going up front and dealing with um, the general public. Um Maybe in how you approach and give them constructive criticism. That's different for everyone. Um, I'm missing something. There's a softball somewhere. I'd say in the tech industry would be kind of your, your biggest interactions with these people. These people being my people. Uh, just because technology is very logical. It's all if this, then that. And yes. if, if this isn't doing that, then there's some sort of break in there. And it's just a matter of figuring out what the disconnect is. There's no, generally no, like, factors that change all the time, such as, you know, when you're working in some sort of sales capacity, the people are randomly changing all the time, right. whereas a computer doesn't. It's, it is what it is. Right. That's a perfect way to put it. If this, then that. And then... Um, I, I've called it deductive reasoning over the years when we're diagnosing electronics. There is a very clear tree that you can follow and you can do it really quickly um, instead of, you know, wondering like the sale. That's a perfect example. Yeah, that is a perfect example. So like with, with sales, there's a lot of psychological stuff with people like I know if I say this, there's then somebody's going to react this way, but there's always that variable that I don't know already. So usually it works, but sometimes it doesn't. And the left of normal person doesn't like that sometimes it doesn't aspect of anything. We like predictability. Right. Uh, how has the understanding of left of normal people changed the way you act and interact with people just in general? Um, at, uh, some of our CPR owners conferences, um, we had sales training and that, uh, sales training would be, you know, one of the points that I do remember was uh, just being able to identify maybe a person's, it was some sort of color test and you ended up in the red bucket or the green bucket or the blue bucket or being able to identify a person's characteristics within a couple sentences of talking to them. Um, just learning how to deal with people overall, like more experience. I don't have the greatest answer, really, but no one's the same, really, but 
we kind of are. So just treating everyone nice. Not being an asshole boss. <laughs> I've learned that that doesn't work over the years. And Take just being employees that way. Yeah, happy and uplifting and like when someone breaks something, it's not like I'm gonna ride your ass and you owe me five hundred dollars because you broke this MacBook. It's like the only, the golden rule is learn what we did, why and how we did it, and then critique it and just move along. I had that experience a lot with technicians in the early days where we'd destroy stuff and they would naturally not want to say anything because <laughs> they lost a lot of money. But it's always been about learning curve and moving along with a good, happy smile on your face. I think it's important no matter what we're doing, just uh, uh, especially with left of normal people, like when they understand the why behind it. So, you know, you might be struggling with employees that don't want to follow a particular rule, but once you explain why that rule's in place, you know, limits your liability or increases profits for the company or whatever, then that makes more sense. But otherwise it just kind of seems like an arbitrary rule and don't do we don't do well with just arbitrary rule for rule's sake type stuff. Right. Uh, has this podcast and the community the left of normal community opened your eyes to anything in your own life or your own personality something that you notice is different or different from the rest of the world that the way you do something um yeah it's increased my general awareness to think that i myself might be left of normal a little bit um it uh about the world and all the people? <laughs> These are such grand questions. <laughs> um, I mean, just the self-awareness of, of understanding that it is out there and it is a thing and, and there is a, a way in which you can go about dealing with it and working with it and managing it, um, I'd say immensely. And slowly, a little more and more every day. You know, especially since it's the second take of the podcast now, I'm even, I'm twice as smart. Exactly. <laughs> so what we did uh, a couple of days ago, we recorded this whole podcast, it's like 30 minutes long, and then we found out that Kyle's mic wasn't working. And, and it, it was great. It was it, it was so much better content than this time around, but you know, if you guys want to listen to it, it's super quiet. You can turn your volume way, way up, but then I come on and just blast your drums out, so... You'll just have to imagine, take all of these things that we're saying now and like make them twice as good as what we're saying now. That, that totally <laughs> makes sense. You got twice as smart, but the podcast got twice as bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have had less coffee this morning. <laughs> right. So tell us a little bit about you and kind of how did you get to the place where you are today? <clears throat> yep. Um... I started on my entrepreneurial journey. Well, I grew up in Heisham and then went to Dickinson State to play athletics, football and track. And after a couple injuries, I decided I better get serious about my studies because I didn't know how to be successful. I still really not sure um, besides just working hard and trying our best the first time. But, uh, 
yeah, it was. I got I got tricked into four years of college. I ended up wrapping up my college here at MSU Billings. And before I ever got a real job, um, I had a go at. Um, I was actively hunting for a business idea. I stumbled upon fixing phones. I made lots of mistakes early on. Um, from not only breaking the phones I was supposed to be fixing, but uh, bringing partners in and, and trying to expand too quickly and just all over the place, throwing throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it sticked. Um, but it started with CPR. A few years later, we opened up our second CPR, and then I bolted out of CPR to go get involved in a vending business locally with my brother. My brother and I about killed each other multiple times, and we about quit a dozen times each. But we persisted, and it's still working. And I found the most fantastic people in the world to help me not only learn and grow myself. Like this is an example. I learn from you quite often. Um, and a lot of other people in town, biz to biz was a kind of a field of knowledge to, there were quite a few good people to go learn from there and just observe over the years as they built their businesses too and you can sneakily steal all the ideas because <laughs> people put them out there for free for you to see mm -hmm. and then after that we opened up a third store in Bozeman and that sucked for a while and then we got it under control and now kind of here we are um Surveying the landscape, choosing our next butterfly to chase. <laughs> and so it seems that you've been able to take your focus off of running the store full time uh, because you got some good management in place, you got your systems down, and so you can largely step back and let great employees run that. You just have to intervene here and there. And that's kind of opened you up to pursuing some stuff with cryptocurrency. Uh, can you tell us about crypto and why it's important in today's world? Yeah, I discovered crypto in 2017 after a friend in the cell phone repair business would not shut up about it. And I remember very early on in the in the days of starting CPR, we were looking at Bitcoin and we're like, "Ah, we missed the boat." But let me back it up. I got in because at the beginning because I wanted to make money and I think that's why a minimum of 80% of people get in they honestly don't give a hoot about anything besides making money and then the funny mm -hmm. part is most people lose money <laughs> well, especially lately <laughs> yeah especially lately um, put in a couple thousand dollars and a few days later it's worth a few hundred bucks yeah yeah, it's wickedly dangerous and volatile, and you can get so emotional and get all crisscrossed and mixed up about it. Um, but I think crypto is important, and Bitcoin specifically, just because of how the blockchain works and how everything is transparent and on-chain. Um, and the example I often use to a non-crypto bro is that uh, Bitcoin could be the separation of the state and money 
whereas once upon a time the state separated from the church, kind of. Uh, I still think the lines are blurry and the lines on the state and money will probably be blurry for a long time because crypto is nowhere near the capacity to, I mean, you hear about scams all the time. and <clears throat> But the fact that we could track everything and I, my idealistic mind says maybe someday the federal government will be required to operate on a blockchain that we the people can audit and uh, see all the time so we actually know what our money is being spent on and where it's going but there's lots of lots of problems with that primarily I've treated it as a money-making deal because I've been in and out mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to get not married to it mm -hmm. so it kind of one of the things that I hear all the time is crypto is going to replace currency type thing because it's unregulated and it's, you know, out there. The nobody, no one entity has a control over it. But then what I see is, you know, if I sold my truck for Bitcoin, say my truck's worth $45,000, I sell it for two Bitcoins today. And then tomorrow, those two Bitcoins might only be worth $10,000. So it seems way too volatile to be actual replacement for currency is right. there something that'll level out or is it more of just kind of a backing yeah i think it's more of a backing i would never well actually i i was going to say i would never sell my truck for bitcoin but at our cpr stores we actually do accept bitcoin right now but i I know very small percentage of people will pay with Bitcoin and that we would be fine even if it went down 80% to just sit on it. Um, I wonder if my accountants will listen to this because I haven't <laughs> told them I'm accepting Bitcoin yet. Oh, I can't wait till we get to have that conversation. But um, Bitcoin used as currency maybe long into the future, but... Honestly, our, the way in which our currency works right now is pretty good. I think a crypto-type product, not Bitcoin, something more stable because that has to be there, will come out in the future. A lot of people might think CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currency. There's friction when we spend money and it takes a long time to either fully settle or... You know, it costs merchants, you know, I would say one, one, one and a half percent all the way up to six percent to just take somebody's money for a product or service that they're selling. Like, for example, out of our vending machines, we pay 5.4 percent on every transaction and a 10 cent fee per purchase, no matter what. So if we sell a, a Snickers bar for a dollar. Um, we lose, you know, 5.4 cents plus 10 cents. So we lose 15.4 cents on every transaction straight to the credit card company. We pay 62 cents per Snickers bar, sell it for a buck. You know, the math is huge there and it, it crushes things. So 
I'm hopeful someday that it, it decreases friction in payments at best, but there will have to be something stable. But uh, the Bitcoin reserve is idealistic right now, and I don't know if a modern economy could actually work on that, but I'd like, I'm more attracted to like auditing our government. I hope somehow, some way we get there. Also voting. I think a cool, mm. a cool verified voting system would be cool. Because that's a mess. Yeah. I think the whole government and money and everything's a mess. <laughs> yeah, it really is. At this point, it might be better just to, you know, collapse society and start over from scratch. Everyone just just start over. Just Everything's done. That would be madness. We're getting a little taste of it. Yesterday when, uh, when water <laughs> was announced that, uh, what was it, that it was unsafe to drink? Did they actually say that? No, it was uh, the treatment plant had to shut down because their tanks or whatever the water rose up over their wall and so they weren't able to treat any more water and so they announced that they had about a day and a half's worth of reserves all the water towers can last for about a day and a half a little bit longer if we stop watering lawns and taking long showers type thing uh and then everyone just like took that as we're never getting water again and like within an hour every store was sold out of bottled water like Right. Hurry up and panic. Yeah. Which, you know, I wish I would have saw it, ran down there, panicked, bought a bunch of water, and then sold it for like $5 a bottle out of the, out of the, out of the parking lot. And That's capitalism. <laughs> it was less than 24 hours later, they were like, oh yeah, we're back online. Psych. <laughs> I filled up a, a half gallon pitcher of water just in case, but I also have water filters from backpacking and stuff like we're, we're not going to, you know, we might not be able to wash our dishes for a little while, but we're not going to die right. of thirst. Yeah. Yeah. Resetting society would be awful, and I would not be in Billings <laughs> if that happened. No. I have plenty of places in the mountains that are very distant, very, uh, very, very out there that nobody can find me. He'll list all <laughs> of those locations with the coordinates in the description below. Yes. Longitude and latitude. <laughs> <laughs> Those will just be pointing towards Kyle's cabin. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. All right. So can you tell us anything more about upcoming tech trends or crypto trends that we should be paying attention to or watching for? Well, tech trends, NFTs are cool. People think they're a scam. They largely are a scam. But if you understand the mechanism behind them and how how they actually work, uh, smart contracts is literally what it is. But though that's a really cool tech trend, something worth watching and paying attention to. Um, crypto, I think the SEC and Dirty Gary Gensler is going to call everything a security besides Bitcoin, causing the market to just completely collapse. I bet USD Tether gets the shtick as well. So... Things will get ugly in crypto, but it's not uh, not um, permission to take your eye off the ball. You better pay attention. And then tech, it's like, I don't know, the metaverse was all the craze for several months. <laughs> um, and we hear nothing about it. Right. So. Well, it was so, it was such clickbait, but it's coming. Like Ready Player One style stuff would be kind of crazy to see. Um, other cool stuff, in my opinion. I mean, 
the crypto stuff, the the tech. I would say we. I mean, we talked about solar panels last time. I've first for the first time ever gone down the rabbit hole of solar, and we got to shamelessly plug Wagner Roofing because I like those guys over there. So and they they offer a really good interest rate to pay for this. Uh, I think we talked last time that. Uh, I'm getting panels put on my house in probably three or four weeks. That's where we're scheduled out to. Uh, they designed the system to offset 102% of my electricity use. So the $75 a month that I generally pay towards uh, my electricity to Northwestern Energy, uh, the the system with the loans and everything, the 1.49 fixed interest rate is going to come out to about 80 or 82 dollars a month so basically a wash where i won't ever pay a electric bill again i just pay off this loan and then as electricity rates go up over the years i'll actually be paying lower because i'm in this fixed interest locked locked into this loan money ahead it uh it's incredible i wonder how quickly billings becomes maybe you could say saturated with solar to where everybody who is interested has either a investigated or b gotten it done um solar is one of the ideas i'm sniffing at for maybe a business but uh still got quite a bit to learn and probably my own system to install because i'm captain diy (laughs) i tried to i tried to convince you to do it yourself because you're captain diy too why'd you decide not to because I can, I'm looking at it, and I'd rather pay a little bit more and not spend hours and hours on my roof with these panels worth thousands of dollars and doing it wrong or electrocuting myself or <laughs> both. Oh come on! Or, or trying to hook up a panel and having it just slide right off my roof and shatter on the ground. I'm like, oh, oh, well, call cool. Wagner up. Uh, I need another one. Warranty. It's only like seven hundred bucks each or something like that. So, uh, it was just a convenience factor. There's so many things that I'd have to learn. Probably especially because the math already makes sense on the front end. Yeah. And, like, I could probably, instead of having an $80 a month loan, I could probably drop that down to, like, $60 a month. But for 25 bucks a month or whatever it comes out to. It's worth it. And it, since I'm already paying the same amount that my loan will be, I don't have as much incentive to get my costs down further. Right. Right. So that's, yeah, solar. And we covered crypto and the new things. I'm sitting back watching the businesses run, touching them when they need to be touched, and evaluating the landscape, hunting for my next idea. If there's anyone out there with, what, how did I say it last time? I have never had a real job, but I would consider a real job working for someone who uh it would be i think the boxes to check would be more like i need to learn from them and i need to be more like them or learn about the industry so maybe a job is in my future i doubt it i seriously doubt it but maybe um or sniffing around a new business whether it be solar or pulling a, a smart home type products and services, or we've sniffed around expanding CPR. Um, Yeah, or the bouncy house business. We might be 
fierce competitors <laughs> in the future in the bouncy house business. I think the bouncy house business would be the most fun because you set up the bouncy house, then you got to test it out. So right. you got to jump around for you know at least thirty minutes. Yeah, okay, everything's working fine. Right, and then that bouncy house sits there and works for you for four to eight hours without you even having to bounce one time. Yep. All right. Uh, is there anything else we should know about life, the universe, everything? No, I kind of, I kind of covered that. <laughs> um, people should read more books. People should be happier. People should make small decisions that make tomorrow better. I think people should be more chasing freedom of time. Or at least that's my opinion. Mine too. Because it beats the hell out of working. Do what you can today so you don't have to be obligated to do something tomorrow. Right. Right. It was the, I said it last podcast, I worked 80 hours a week to avoid working 40 hours a week. And I always thought I was an idiot because I did it for like <laughs> 10 years. And I'm like, when is this going to maybe actually happen? And it's been happening for me for a little while now, maybe 18 months. And it might go away. It probably will go away someday. But for now, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I just like the idea that I'm not stuck on a schedule. I don't have to clock in when the boss tells me to clock in and stay there until he tells me I can go. Right. You can be as spontaneous as you want. Like, yeah. we could go to Disneyland after this. We should. We could. <laughs> All right. Well, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right, and if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community. Uh, remember that a lot of left of normal people just kind of get technology, and if you have a left of normal child in your life, you can encourage them to go in that direction, as it's a great way to exercise their skills. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they're left, normies, or right.